It's by choice, not by chance, that successful companies have exceptional organizations that are effective and efficient. Their leaders know that all parts of the company must be integrated and aligned, where governance and structure, people and process get as much attention as deals and transactions, key results and deliverables. The ability to quench customer needs in a competitive market depends on it. The tools in this toolbox are essential because of the vaccine they provide against organizational problems, the high stakes of not using them, and the enormous benefit that flows to the bottom line. Collectively, they can be a mainstay of your leadership craft. This is David Gazik with The Essentials, your toolbox for organizational checkups and sustained health. We continue the series with number 9 of 22 short episodes for leaders of an organization and anyone intent on joining their ranks. This episode, The Tool of Communication, is the first of seven on process. We'll look at the irony of communication. While we need it more than any other tool, we take it the most for granted, even though the way we communicate can make or break a business deal and be the difference between collaboration and chaos and moving in sync or in circles. Before we start, I want to mention that this episode draws on the work of many scholars and practitioners, including Chris Argyris, Ian Brody, Michael Goodman, Chris McGough, Peter Senge, Diana McLean-Smith, and David Peter Stroh. Let's begin. We all experience times when what we say falls flatter on deaf ears and doesn't get us what we want or expected, even though we thought what we were saying was rational, appropriate, or straightforward. If your instinct is to blame the other person or the circumstances, you're not alone. More often than not, though, the problem is a fumbled approach that works against you, your goal, and your message despite your best intentions. Maybe you were only focused on what you wanted and not on what the other person needed. Or you just wanted to be direct and firm and not listen and learn. Perhaps what you did was dictate and demand rather than ask questions and encourage discussion. If you did ask questions, maybe it landed like an interrogation rather than a genuine effort to reach agreement or get buy-in. And if you needed a go-ahead and failed, maybe the information you gave was incomplete or confusing. Or maybe your demeanor and tone overshadowed your message because you were armored rather than open, or frustrated rather than calm. These kinds of problems may be the last thing you think about when the results you want elude you, but they impact your effectiveness as a communicator. When your approach to communication is not constructive, everyone involved can feel stuck, disconnected, frustrated, and unheard. Your level of skill as a communicator can leave you locked in a battle of wills that leads to paralysis, or firmly in position to build common ground towards real progress, or somewhere in between. When communication is your weak link, you risk undermining your ability to get things done adding unnecessary time and cost to your task or project, and weakening relationships and team morale. 
all of which negatively impact company productivity and erode organizational effectiveness and efficiency. You can never overstate the value of communication, given all the ways we rely on it, including to make a business case, inspire and motivate, mentor and coach, inform and influence, request and direct, give and get feedback, collaborate and innovate, share and connect, and negotiate and reach agreement. You dramatically increase your ability to be a more effective communicator when you approach communication as a learning conversation. You do that in four ways. First, by active listening and empathy, where you make the effort to understand the other person's point of view for its own sake, ask clarifying questions, and even summarize back what you heard. In so doing, you acknowledge and show respect for their concerns and what they have to say, so they feel heard. Second, by shifting your posture from one that's only inward and focused on advocacy to one that's also outward and curious, where you balance advocacy and inquiry to find out more about the other person, what they want and why. When you inquire about them, you deepen and broaden your understanding of how they form their point of view, what concerns and fears they have, what questions they have, and what they think may be missing. Third, by learning the source of the other person's judgments and actions, where you probe the experiences they're based on, the assumptions they made from those experiences, the conclusions they drew, and finally, the beliefs they adopted that inform their judgments and actions. This is what Chris Argerus calls their ladder of inference. And fourth, by examining and engaging in what's called your left-hand column, where you make mental notes in real time of your thoughts and feelings as the other person is speaking, and you link them to what they say. This increases your awareness of what it is they're saying that triggers your thoughts and feelings, so you can use those connections to better inform and expand the conversation. When you approach communication in this way, as a learning conversation, you embrace a mindset that's geared to meet the moment. Your chances of making the conversation count multiply, especially when success depends on breaking through barriers and building common ground. You invite new ways of thinking, broader perspectives, shared understanding, shifts in position, agreement and buy-in, better solutions, and mutual trust and respect, all with less grief and greater opportunity for humor. Next week's episode is on the tool of a difficult conversation. We'll look at what's at stake when you avoid a difficult conversation and how your approach to it can shift the anticipation and the conversation from dread and angst to gratitude and relief. For a written version of this episode or a complete copy of The Essentials, go to gazeatconsulting.com forward slash resources. If you'd like to talk about putting this or any of the tools into practice, or tackling an organizational challenge, you're welcome to email me for an initial consultation at no charge. My email is david at gazaconsulting.com. I also welcome your thoughts and questions. Thank you for listening and for the privilege of your time.